Ah, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast for the people, by some people, with your hosts Thorn and Fist. Hey, ballers! I'm back this week. Thank God. Yeah, I know the show is so subpar when I'm gone. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I would. You rambling to yourself is just so cringy. Well, hey now, wait a minute. And your run-on sentences are, like, simply uncouth. Uncouth? We don't use words like that on this show. And quite frankly, I don't know how anyone would want to listen to just you. Wow. It's so great to have you back. Thanks! Cock. What? Nothing. Let's move on to Anna Watch! Anna Watch! Anna Watch! Anna Watch! That sounds like uh, a dirty movie. Yeah, like Anna Watch... <laughs> That's precisely where I was going with it, exactly. without, without yeah, saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah okay. and I said it, though, because, okay, well, you, you know, subtlety isn't my forte. Okay, so, super funny intro aside, I missed you. Aw, I missed you, too. Well, and I missed you guys out there in TV land, wait, in audio land? Yeah. Earbud land? Pod Ear land? Earhole land? Podcast land? <laughs> where all the people live in pods? Podcastlandia! Where everyone is on Anawatch. Yes. So, um, today, Blizzard announced a new Overwatch hero coming out soon. TM? TM? Whatever. They keep doing that to us. They're like, we're going to give you this yeah. soon. Yeah. And also this soon. That's why it's soon TM. Yeah, and this soon. I mean, that's great. I mean, it's better than, like, sometime this year or yeah. later this month or something. Yeah, they didn't say anything at all about timing, though, right? No, nothing. There's nothing. But there's, like, a video for her. I saw a video of all of her skins, including the yeah. legendaries. Oh, I saw sweet. her backstory. Oh, see, I didn't see the skins. Oh, that sounds cool. They're pretty cool. Actually, some of them are really creepy. Yeah? Like, creepy. Nice. Yeah. But, um, I can dig it. I can dig some creep. Yeah, creepy. She's a sweet-ass character, though. She is... Okay. I don't want to sound like your stereotypical, like, quote-unquote girl gamer or whatever right now, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, an older woman video game character yeah. is unfortunately so unique yeah. and wicked cool. I mean, it's not unique to Blizzard, but like, just, you know, the, she's like, she's fucking cool. She's yeah, like Indiana she really Jones, is. you know? Yeah. Like, she's like, she's like a veteran. She's like a well grizzled put. Indiana Jones veteran, like, military rogue, mysterious cool awesome older older woman yeah that people are actually gonna want to play you want to sleep with what um what 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 uh experience right right that's why that's what you meant sure um so blizzard describes anna as a battle-scarred veteran like oh i just kind of described it that way (laughs) um who supports her teammates from a distance using a unique and highly specialized collection of weapons okay i feel like one this is super unique yes two i feel like trying to use her because I know I'm going to want to play her oh, a lot. Oh, hell yeah. Um, just We're because, all going to be Anna. Well, because we both play support so yeah. much to begin with and because she's got such a great balance of healing and damage boosting support, which we'll get to, but um, I feel like playing her will actually help me be a better sniper too because right yeah. now... I am the shittiest shitlord of a sniper. Yeah, whoever you are shitty Hanzo. <laughs> you're the OG. I am shitty Hanzo. Shitty Hanzo. Yes. Yeah. So self-proclaimed shitty Hanzo. Holy fuck! So who got play of the game last night? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Way to go. 
Um, okay. There were giant so, wolves everywhere. It yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna's primary weapon is her biotic rifle. The gun fires long-range darts that heal her allies and deal damage to her foes, and she's also equipped with a biotic grenade, like her rifle, heals teammates, and damages enemies caught in its small area of effect. And for a brief period, the grenade also boosts all incoming healing for allies and prevents enemies from being healed. That's so fucking cool! Holy shit! There's... The, the way that they went about designing this character is so cool. I know. Like, they... I've heard about devs um, talking about trying to design characters for heroes. I've not really heard a whole lot about the, the designing process for Overwatch. I'm really interested to hear oh, me too. more about that. I hope they do some Q&A about that. Or and this is so cool because, like, so cool. we haven't we haven't really been able to sort of have any provocation about any new heroes, really, you yeah. know? And I feel like this one, like, where all of us are, like, like, pretty well versed in Overwatch. And so now we kind of have, like... A better grasp on how things like are cohesive and what things might mean for gameplay and stuff. So this is basically the first time that everyone is like having a like is being able to predict or like have ideas about how this is going to change gameplay, like how Anna is going to be worked into team comps and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's super exciting, you know. Like instead of like when May came out, you're like, okay, she's a frost mage. And I've only played, like, beta on the weekends or something, or, like, I don't yeah. even know what I'm doing. And so, we, you know, she's like, she's got walls, she can freeze you, blah, blah, blah. And there was lots of speculation and excitement about it, but, <clears throat> like, we weren't clocking, like, what, 40 hours on one or two characters at that point? Yeah. And, and so now, you know, we, we've got a better feel for this, and that, it just makes it so much more exciting. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're so embedded that you can think of creative ways to yeah. to use this stuff already before she's even out so um along with the, her rifle and her grenades she's she's also going to be armed with a sleep dart that's so fucking which cool. can knock enemies unconscious for a brief period does that just make you think of ace ventura pet detective or what yeah like the tranquilizer <laughs> dart but like um i saw on reddit today somebody like put it most eloquently they're like uh Justice rains from zzz, like the Z's for like sleeping. Yeah. Or the Z's if you're from Canada or the UK. Um it's just like she's gonna be able to just like knock, just negate, negate heroics left and right. Exactly. Like a, a really great Anna is gonna be really, really annoying. Yeah. You know, she's gonna prevent healing, she's gonna boost her team, she's gonna put you to sleep. Like <laughs> get away from me. Yeah. The only thing I don't understand, and maybe they said it and I missed it, was what does she have for mobility? Because, like, Widowmaker has her yeah. her cord thing to, I don't to jump up and, like, get to places. Because I feel like we, we've, we've only just started touching upon the things that she does. Yeah. And already you can tell that positioning with this character is extremely important. Yeah. Like, where, where she's positioned and what she has eyes on is make or break for this character. So... The places where she can perch or where she can hide, um, but still be in field of view of the of the battlefield, like it's it's really really important. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going to play her, and very few are going to play her well. Absolutely, and uh, self included. <laughs> she's got um sort of like a, a Hanzo-esque frame with her, with like what she's wearing, and like she's just like a a tall, slender woman. So like that hitbox ain't gonna be too big yeah so there's that as well i mean and that's like that's probably the worst part about widowmaker it's just like she's so tiny yeah and it's just really difficult so another small sniper for everybody right <laughs> um 
So her ultimate is called Nano Boost, and she fires a dart at an ally to grant them faster movement, increased damage, and improved resistance to incoming attacks. Oh my god. So fucking... So wait, what happens if you miss that Nano Boost? Is your ult just over? Like if you try to shoot that at an ally and you miss it? Oh. I don't know. I only just thought of that at this moment. Is like, it going to be like... Because I was thinking like, oh my god, what if, if she shoots that on a Genji... Or Genji, however you pronounce it, like he—he's just gonna destroy oh, yeah. everyone even harder yep. than he already does. Or anybody using an alt. <clears throat> yeah, and that—that's just gonna be ridiculous. And so, but then I was thinking, like, Genji is hard to hit. Yep. Like for as an enemy, let alone you know the way he's running and jumping around and stuff, he'd still be hard to hit even as an ally. So, what if she tried to shoot him with the nano boost and just I hope whiffed it. I hope it's more like um um. You know, like, uh, when you're Symmetra and you just, like, hover over people with your E? Oh, yeah. And just press it? I hope oh, it's yeah, like okay, that. Oh, yeah, okay, I hope it's like that. I hope it's not like you actually have to aim at your yeah. own team. Good call. Yeah, that's that probably going to be that. Because yeah. then you'd have to be like, stay still! Stay still! Yeah. Fucking stay still! You yeah, because they probably and... don't They don't want you to miss it. No. Like, they, won't, they want you to actually land yeah. the ultimate or else it would really suck. Definitely. So, um, as for her biography, her real name is Anna Amari, and she's 60 years old, which is fucking cool. Damn. Um, she is, uh, Farah's mother. Okay. Just get that out of there. She's a bounty hunter. Her base of operations is Cairo, Egypt, and her affiliation was formerly with Overwatch. Nice. So I think what happened was, oh, well, I'll just get into it. So according to the website, um, she's one of the founding members of Overwatch. Anna uses her skills and expertise to defend her home and the people she cares for. As the ominous crisis inflicted a heavy toll on Egypt, the country's depleted and undermanned security forces relied on elite snipers for support. Among them was Anna Amari, who was widely considered to be the world's best. Nice. Her superior marksmanship, decision-making, and instincts made her a natural selection to join the Overwatch strike team that would end the war. Nice. Following the success of Overwatch's uh, original mission... Anna served for many years as Strike Commander Morrison's second-in-command. Nice. So, she and 76 are going to be tight. Mom and Dad. Well, hopefully. New mom! <laughs> New mom! Despite her responsibilities in leading the organization, Anna refused to step away from combat operations. She remained on active duty well into her 50s, kind of like Reinhardt. Nice. Um, until she was believed to have been killed during a hostage rescue mission by the Talon operative known as Widowmaker. Whoa. God damn it, Widowmaker. Fucking Widowmaker has a hand in everything. Jeez. In truth, Anna survived that encounter despite being gravely wounded and losing her right eye. During her recovery, she wrestled with the weight of a life spent in combat, and she chose to stay out of the world's growing conflicts. However, as time passed, she realized she could not sit on the sidelines while people threatened her city and the innocents around her. Now, Anna has rejoined the fight to protect her country from the forces that would dis destabilize it, and most importantly, to keep her family and her closest allies safe. Nice. So she really is what a new a mom. What a bitchin' story. Yeah, totally. Um, so we'll have the links to um, all of that. Um, she's got um, like a like a background video and an intro video and then some gameplay, so you do I mean, obviously you've already seen it, but if you haven't, I yeah. mean, check it out and... Uh, it was really cute today. Um, Overwatch's um, Twitter account was like, "Bring on the new mom memes!" <laughs> that, so. so they already knew it was coming. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, who could have predicted that like Overwatch would spawn these like weird family-oriented memes where some <laughs> people are children and some people are like grandfathers dads. and dads and moms and just it's it's it a, is strange. It's strange but adorable yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So strange, adorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah well put. 
Um, I I am interested to see how she upsets the balance. Yes. Uh, because this is the first, right? This is the first new character? In a well, while. Well, okay. During the beta, the closed beta, Junkrat and Roadhog were introduced. Mm -hmm. So those who were already learning the balance before that yeah. got upset by those two yeah. coming in at the same time. But this is the first for everybody else. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be weird for a little while until people get used to her, you know? Um, but I think that's good. Because people are getting too set in their ways. And we need someone to come in and shake it up. Yeah. And if if you're unfamiliar with Heroes of the Storm, that is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, one thing to take away from this is Heroes of the Storm adds new characters all the time. Yeah. And they've done an amazing job of balancing things, testing things, rebalancing things, buffing some things, nerfing other things. It's a delicate balance. It's a delicate dance. Um there are many out there who would still say Bastion is OP. <laughs> and I and I agree in certain situations. He's just fucking ridiculous. But, you know, the point is that you have to have an answer for everything. You have to have a counter for everything. Yep. So the cool thing is I, I'm really excited to see how she influences things and yeah. how things change now that she's a force. Yeah, and I think she's fucking cool. Yes, cool as hell. Cool as hell, and yeah. I can't wait what to play What a great her. choice. Please come out soon. LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse. I was wrong. The patch did not come out this week, obviously. Yeah, well, um, you my called bad. it and you were wrong. I was wrong. Everybody told me I was wrong on Twitter. Um, I chose to ignore that. <laughs> I was with you. You know what? I, I just, you. I wanted to believe. Yeah. It made me happy, you know? It made yeah. me excited. Yeah. And now I'm choosing to believe that it's coming out next week. And, and also, we weren't, we weren't keeping in mind that, well, I don't know if we knew that Gul'dan was going to be out this week, but... They wouldn't have done the same thing, the no, two things in no. the same week, I don't think. I just, I just wanted to believe. You know what? Blizzard makes me happy. Blizzard makes me feel like it's Christmas every day. You know what? The truth is out there. Probably. So, um, I just wanted to get out, that out of the way, because I, I really was just so sure. You know what? You grabbed your balls, and you made a call. Yeah, I waved them in your face. That's what I could say. That's that's more than I could say for most of us. Yeah. And I'm pointing so at there. myself right now. Yeah, so there. So, um, uh, bleh. Blizzard did come out with something, um, some information about the, the patch, and it's called the Silence Penalty. Uh-oh. And it's something new in World of Warcraft. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm just, not familiar. You're going to have to fill me in I'm as well. I'm just going to lay it on you. So, the Silence Penalty, following the Legion pre-expansion, any player who has reported multiple times under the spam or abusive chat categories, that's only two, Okay. Uh, will, after investigation, so you can't just report people. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like usual. Receive an account-wide silence penalty while this is pe while this penalty is active. The silence player will find that their ability to chat with others is greatly limited. Nice. So here's awesome. what you can still do if you do have the silence penalty. Okay. You can still whisper to your friends both on WoW and, and Battle.net. You can reply to whisper whispers from non-friends. You can um, party in raid chat with invited players. You can create parties and raids. You can talk in global channels and have a moderator. Whoa. Um, you can share quests. That also quests. sounds new. Yeah. And you can sign up for pre-made group. But when you have the silence penalty, you are unable to talk in instance chat, raid party, and battlegrounds. So that's a huge thing. You are not able to talk in global channels that are auto-joined, such as general or trade. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. That's gonna... That, I think we're gonna see some, some weird, like weird, like, nice, like, peaceful, quiet trade chat. Yeah, I don't think too bad later I on. I hope not. 
Um, you're not able to create calendar invites or events. You're not able to send in-game mail. That's a big thing. Interesting. You are not able to send party invitations. Oh, not... the mail makes sense, though, because then you could just mail things to the characters. Of course, of yeah. To them. yeah, sure. But yeah. Um, you are not able to send war, gra- war game invitations. You're not able to send invitations invitations to duel. You're not able to update a pre-made group listing. And you are not able to create a new list for a pre-made group. So those are a lot of, like, really impactful changes. Yeah. Like, and they all make sense. They totally do, but that, like, has the potential to interrupt gameplay, oh, yeah. you know? And that's what you get for being a shitlord. Absolutely. So I think this is really interesting. I have no idea how it's going to pan out, you know? like I, Yeah. What's... I think I think they can't. they're probably not going to be, like, so strict about it, because no. that, that would require a whole lot of review. Yeah. And internally, that's a lot of manpower that they don't want to have to throw at something yeah. like this. However, this, this, I think, has been relatively effective in other games yeah so like this this sort of thing has been around for heroes of the storm for a while and it's been pretty effective like people are people are only ever mildly bad to each other yeah i just think that like wow is the most social game out of all of blizzard's games yeah so absolutely like this is gonna be weird you yeah. know it's gonna yeah. be weird but but i think i think some of it's gonna be server driven too yeah like our our server on boulder fist has mostly been like people are People are okay with trolls, like yeah, you know, th- funny. it's 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 accepted and it's understandable and it's relatable. It's funny, you know, for the most part. There are people whose name you know because of all the talking they do yeah. in the trade chat and stuff like that, and that's part of the enjoyment of it. So yeah, I think it's really gonna like I think they're gonna probably do a good job of you know really just you know if if somebody was just spamming someone or just harassing the hell out of them like that's one thing mm-hmm. versus just saying something that could be construed as yeah, I think I think Blizz is you know is is gonna see the difference between somebody who's being harassed every time they log in with like mean things or, or threatening things. They're gonna see the difference between that and like people who love to play the anal game in, in trade chat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a huge difference because in order to get like silenced off of that, there would have to be like you know, 10 to 20 people who reported everybody who was playing the anal game. Yeah, and that's a lot of people, right. myself included. Yeah. I love that anal game. <laughs> it's um, pretty funny. But it's yeah. so so ridiculous and juvenile, and I love it. It's the best game ever. It's, like, it's so meta. It's like so the, dumb. A game, the best game within the best game. <laughs> um, right, so the first time a player is silenced, the chat will be restricted for 24 hours. This duration will double for each silence penalty received after the first, and there is no maximum. This means that players who receive multiple silence penalties may find themselves unable to chat for a very, very long time. Straight out of Heroes of the Storm. Cool. I love it. Silence players will be see- receiving a notification while attempting to send messages in a channel in which they have been restricted. That's so. awesome. This is so awesome. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be great. Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Because, uh, like, unless, unless people try to abuse it by, like, ganging up to report people as a group or something like that, which I think would also there would be a chat log of that too so i just don't think it's gonna work you know yeah so so yeah it's nothing but a good thing i think yeah bring it on and finally um this week um we're finally gonna touch on the wow movie um we think it's been long enough uh how are we going to touch it we're gonna touch it with our friend manfi because we like to do things in threes <laughs> um he is obsessed with wow lore he's really good at like condensing it and putting it into a uh, perspective and putting it in a way that it's easy to understand yep so we grabbed him and uh he's gonna give us uh, sort of like a and where did we grab him 
Um, I can't say. Okay. But I can show you. Right, okay. right. Show see. me on the doll. Doll? Where what? we grabbed him. Um, I just have myself. We don't have a doll in the bathroom. Show me on the doll where we grabbed him. Let's just roll the, the thing. Here it goes. <laughs> you want to roll the clip? Roll the clip. Okay. Welcome back to Lagging Balls, ladies and gentlemen. Don't we'd like to just stop. <laughs> we'd like to welcome to the show our old friend and guildmate and officer and Overwatch badass, Manfi. Welcome back, Manfi. I'm speechless with what you just said. Aww. Bro, broski, bro, bro, Namath. Bro, we brought you in to talk about lore and to finally talk about. The Warcraft movie. Yeah, I think it's been long enough that we're not going to offend anybody with spoilers, probably. Yeah, probably. So, for you listeners out there, if you have not seen the movie and you want to skip this segment, please do, um, so that we don't spoil the movie for you. Uh, however, it is based in lore that you are familiar with, um, that you're probably familiar with, uh, and so it, I don't think the spoilers will be too bad. So, Manfi, buddy, pal. Yes. <laughs> what, let's, let's, start with, let's start with overall... Um, Overall impressions, what do you think of the movie? Uh, I thought it was an okay movie. It wasn't, like, the best thing I've ever seen ever, but it definitely <laughs> wasn't terrible. Uh, and I know terrible movies. I watch terrible sci-fi movies all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, I think I think a note of background is in order. Yes, um, you and our other Gilby and your IRL friend Mike are, like, the, the connoisseurs of terrible movies and our guild awesome awesomely bad movies awesomely if you will. Bad. like they're great but they're just bad and our guild likes to have uh movie nights so awesomely bad in in the sharknado sense uh of the word but even more awesome and even more bad than those so um so you know bad movies yes and like i think mike and i basically figured out what the biggest problem was and it was that they weren't name dropping enough so, like, a lot of people who didn't like the movie, it's because they didn't really understand what was going on. They didn't know who people were or where they were. And right. it, it's true. I mean, they didn't even call Doomhammer Doomhammer until, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie. So if they just name-dropped people more and places more so we knew where they were. Like, we still don't know where they were for the canyon. The, can right. uh, the canyon scene. We think it was Deadwind Pass, maybe. But, That's what I thought, but there was there was no way to be sure at all. Like you're yeah, absolutely so right. we're no idea where that is. My guess is it's probably uh, maybe Swamp of Sorrows, that uh, the little canyon going from Blasted Lands to Swamp of Sorrows. It might be that, or going to Deadwood Pass would be my two guesses. Yeah, like it was so cool in the movie to like see recognizable areas and like for the first time in a movie i could like look at this terrain and be like i know where that is i've been there you know and it was so cool it's like yeah. if they filmed the movie in your hometown or something yeah yeah but when even the fan fans of the games don't know where you are yeah <laughs> you need to you need to drop some hints more and I, I think that's the big thing it made it hard to follow uh who was who and where you were that's a good point. I think I, I think uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's a little bit more on the good side of okay, and I, and the, it's hard to to step outside of the the sheer fanboyism 
and reckon and try and look at this from a straight up movie perspective i think they did a good job of of feeding for the most part to the warcraft players and those semi-familiar or or outright familiar um i don't think they did a good enough job of appealing to normal moviegoers which ironically is normally the thing that most fans have a problem with so usually you're a big fan of something you go to see a movie about it and you're like oh they spent all this time on the backstory and telling all the basics and oh they catered to everybody who doesn't know anything yeah like they did cameos of like all the warlords like kargath and grom and they didn't call them out which is actually fine because they didn't really play a big role in the first war anyways yeah but like the people who play the games know oh i know who that is oh i know who that is yeah they're all standing around in the background you can see them yeah they're all there um they did a pretty good job catering it to uh general audience by not having to explain why they're drinking uh pit lore blood and just saying <laughs> like, oh look it, it's the fell it's there it exists uh so they did a lot of things that that simplified it for uh people who are not fans but like i said i think a lot of them just didn't wouldn't quite follow what was going on like they they liked it they liked how it looked they liked the story but they just didn't quite track what was going on throughout the whole movie and that was where people got lost i think yeah i remember the first time we saw it um when it was like the first shot of um i think it was draca actually a lady behind us went ew and i was like excuse me <laughs> this wanted to hit her excuse me <laughs> ew i'm gonna punch you in the Face. <laughs> no, but and uh, I know a lot of people complained about like the acting. I thought the acting was pretty good. A lot of people didn't like King Lane. I thought he was okay. He wasn't exciting, but I thought he was, he was great. Fine. I hated Garona. So uh, did I. For me, I didn't... It, was, it was Garona. Like they just Ugh. did such a poor job with her that that brought the movie down. I just yeah, did not, she was like, just her character, her dialogue, her mannerisms. Exactly. Like, she was just way too convenient, and she just, like, the way her character came off, it just seemed like she was, like, an absolute moron. Like, and yeah, I she just, just said I just, weird things sometimes. Exactly. It was just, like, unnecessary. Yeah. I saw, I saw this movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly by choice. And um, that that grated on me more and more every time the Corona stuff was just... It feels like when you have an actor or actress who's not familiar with the content, here's an example for you. Either the guys who played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. Absolutely horrible, especially yeah. the second one. And there are there are downright interviews with the guy afterward talking about how he doesn't read source material for movies, he just plays it, he plays himself, ha ha ha. Yeah, and he's and... just like, I mean, I think he's a relatively accomplished actor, I don't really understand how. But he really ruined that character for those movies. He did. And before I go off on a tangent, which I won't, but it's really hard for me <laughs> not to, like, Dumbledore is my favorite Harry Potter character, and he ruined the movies for me, and now I hate them. Like, yeah. he, he ruined an entire yeah. series of movies for me. She refuses to watch them with me ever. Yep. But well, yeah, Garona like, is very much the same. She just yeah, doesn't. Compare you compare to the other characters, like, like, if you look at, say, Durotan, he. He acts very similar to what the way he does in Wad. Uh, plan first, very honorable, things like that. Uh, yeah. Lothar, he uh, 
I don't think we really meet Lothar much to really get an idea of what he's like from games or anything. But yes. still, the character made a lot of sense and was pretty good. Uh, Kodgar, I thought, was great. The mm-hmm. lovable, arrogant asshole that he is <laughs> in Watt. Yeah. Um, and Garona was just... I think it was more the writing than uh, the actor. Some of the writing was just so bad for her. Agreed. Uh, like, well, I saw it twice, yeah. and the first time I saw it, I was like, this... I don't like her. And the second time I saw it, I was like, maybe it'll be better this time. Watch it. No. No, it wasn't better. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't the only one. They missed the mark on a couple of the characters in particular. Um, Medivh was one, one of the other ones, in my opinion. They just... He... The the actor is amazing. That guy... I forget his name off... Ben Foster? He's been in a lot of things. He's an extremely good actor. He is like... The kind of dramatic actor who you you would trust in an, in a role that's very important. Um, in any piece of something. So when I heard that he was a part of this and that he was playing Medivh, I was, I was excited. But there's only so much acting you can do with some of the writing. And unfortunately, in some of these situations, like the whole talk between Garona trying to express that she was in love with Lothar and Medivh's whole story about being in love when he was younger, what the fuck was the point of any of that? <laughs> yeah, he just seemed very bipolar. But uh, as regards to all of that, there is some more implications to all of that. Uh, but he did seem very bipolar. But he's dead times. now. So, like, I i mean, are we going to come way back around somehow on the straight-to-video Warcraft <laughs> number 13 God, or no. something? Like, what Like what the fuck was the point of the whole, this weird little story? And then suddenly he's just like, go find Lothar. It's just the weirdest, like, he's strangest writing. Like, Here's this writing. little mana flower. Take okay, it. Okay, well, I have, like... I have answers for that. Okay, or please. speculation. So I hope nobody was expecting us to, like, go... In order of the movie, because we're jumping all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't see it at this point, though. Definitely. Okay. So, now, I guess they did keep a pretty good job keeping to the lore. Uh, most of the big major events, like this person was supposed to die, this person was supposed to live, that all pretty much happened. It was mostly small details or the way the events occurred. Uh, for example, uh, Doomhammer in the movie is expressed as being a frost wolf. Uh, in actuality, that's strange. Fun. Yeah, you know, we'll take a we'll take a moment there on that item because I know what what Matthew was about to say is that in actuality, the Doomhammer family comes from an entirely different clan, um, Blackhand's clan, I believe. But the point the point is that for a movie audience, you have to break some of those things down, and I don't I don't have a problem with that. I feel like that's no. the sort of thing that you have to do to simplify movies. It makes sense. It puts Durotan and Orgrim together, which is, you know, where they belong. It's, that's, that part is straight, straight out of the lore. Um, they may have been from, but in the lore, they're just from different clans and so they're friendly competitors and lifelong friends and things like that. But, yeah, yeah. He was you know, the way they went about it here was just different. Clan. In, the, in the lore, was he's it? actually from the Thunderlord clan. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it actually makes more sense because Thunderlord clan and Frostwolves are from the same area. So it... they were friendly. Yeah, so it makes sense that they would be together. So they're like, all right, screw it. They're, they're both Frost Wolves. Doesn't really yeah. affect anything. He never really announces himself as a Thunder, as part of the Thunderlord clan or really associates himself with them anywhere. So it's yeah, not it's a big not. deal. Yeah. I can uh, overlook that. That's okay. So another thing that a lot of people were angry about was whether Corona is half human or half Draenei. Now, 
in the real lore, she we know she's half Drain Eye. She's born on Draenor. In the movie, they were heavily hinting at her being half human, like heavily yeah. hinting. She looks more like us than them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it still could have been Drain Eye because by being half Drain Eye, she would kind of look human. She's mostly yeah. like an orc with less harsh features, except for the hooves. Yeah, she'll yeah, have she'll the hooves. But if we roll back to Medivh now, there is. All right. Can we just can we just call him Hipster Medivh like he is because he's pretty much Hipster Medivh. All right. But uh, yeah, it's just time to start bringing out your tinfoil hats. Crazy theory time. Some people think that it was possible that in the movie universe, Medivh is actually Garona's father. Whoa. What? He does the whole story about how he was went to like a faraway place and he had a mate from a noble species and he couldn't stay with her because he had his duties and blah 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 oh okay so everything that i just said what the fuck was the point of that this this is where you're bringing in your theory yes yeah. ah. and the fact that he gave her a flower for the teleporter teleport portal and so the theory is that possibly he was her father that is that would answer a lot of questions does it? I don't know. I feel like that brings up a lot more questions. Well, of like, course it exactly does. Exactly. How but... does the male part fit into the female? Okay, oh, well, oh. Yeah, yeah. oh, you meant other? Never mind. I wasn't. Never mind. Oh, you're so gross. Just so blue. Stop it. But yeah. So if if he's her father, then obviously they can't uh, have them have a romantic relationship. Right. So. He didn't try to bone her because they're probably related. So that's good. Yeah, and, and I also have to re redact a piece of what I said before. I said hipster Medivh. I meant hipster Cadgar. This is very much hipster <laughs> yeah, Cadgar. Yeah. Not yeah, Medivh. Yeah. Medivh was straight up Medivh was what I what I would hope Medivh would, would have been. Like he he was pretty cool. Yeah, no, but, I liked um, hipster Cadgar. Cadgar was pretty pretty hipster. Uh, but yeah, so instead of having the relationship with Medivh, they moved on to Lothar. And it actually kind of makes more sense that way that they would kind of start forming a relationship then yeah. it makes a little bit more sense yeah I think so until she betrayed him and ruined everything <gasps> no <Except not. laughs> alright um, then there was fact that from there there's a lot of little things like Dalaran is already floating that was just for a visual effects I think yeah. uh, the director said that was just for visual effects um, Glenn Close was in Dalaran who? Glenn Close. Like, did anybody see Dude, that? Dude, fucking Glenn Close. Like, oh, she's in the War of You know what? Okay, does that mean that she plays WoW? Because that's what I think. I hope so. Because, like, we all know that Jamie Lee Curtis, who is an amazing woman and actress, yes. loves World of Warcraft so much. And, like, I feel like they would have given her that role. Like, they should have, you know? But then I'm thinking, what if Glenn Close is actually a WoW player, too? She just, you know, doesn't go to BlizzCon and stuff because she's yeah. Glenn Close. Like, what if? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Where's the theories on that, huh? I don't know, but I do have an explanation for Aladai. Um, Thank you. In the very original lore, it's actually uh, Gwendolyn. Is it Gwendolyn? Aegwyn, not Gwendolyn. Aegwyn. Medivh's mother who tells King Lane that Medivh has gone all nutsy crazy. <laughs> now, obviously, they don't want to, most likely don't want to introduce Aegwyn and have to do that whole backstory with her being his mother and Sargeras and that whole thing. Right. So they just kind of say, 
surprise uh, godlike figure. Surprise! Now, it was later retconned that Garona and Kodgar figured out, so they kind of combined the two and just take mm. the godlike figure with Kodgar, and that's how they figure it out. Now, Alkai actually is a character in the universe already. Uh, it's a he, I think, but Aladai is the first guardian. So okay. he slash she would know all about the fell and the demons and whatnot. Um, addition, additionally, Aladai will be in Legion in Dalaran, just like she is in the movie. So that's actually now canon that Aladai is hang- hanging out in Dalaran. Cool. So Aladai is a person, not one of those floating symbol things, like in, uh, what's that main city Shatra? with the portals? Yeah, thank you, Shatra. No, Aladai was the first guardian, so he was a mage, super powerful mage, the first guardian, and in Legion, it'll be the spirit of Aladai hanging out in Dalaran. Sweet. So not, uh, he's a person, not, not a, box. a cube, not a <laughs> and not a, <laughs> not a shiny symbol. Got I'm close, damn it. <laughs> um, I gotta say, without without delving into the Sargeras and like that whole dark side of what and the backstory of the Draenei and all that. In fact, without even touching on the Draenei at all, which I I feel like they I feel like they started a little bit further forward than I would have hoped. But I understand that they did that so that they could begin the first movie with humans, which they yeah, feel yeah. like a lot of non fans would relate to better than a story of orcs and Draenei. It is nice that they did include the Draenei. Uh, but they included them enough to say they are a, a not descendant, but a natural race, a native race to Draenor, and that was enough to at least include them. I mean, they they weren't even around for the first war in the games or anything, so their pre- their non presence in the movie is perfectly fine. Yeah, and I, and I agree with the choice to yeah. to involve humans instead, though I I much would have preferred to see a, a movie about. The where the Draenei came from, and That's the dark like side of their a whole trilogy in itself. Oh yeah, it's so good though. It's so good. So I've only read the one lore book based on that stuff, and it's it's so incredible, and it, and it touches on the some of the backstory with Durotan and Ogrim, and highly recommended. So definitely check that one out. But um, I I feel like it was a smart choice to start with humans. After now, all, the original Warcraft was orcs and humans, right? Yeah. Now the ending of the movie had a very big difference from the lore. Uh, first off, in the actual lore, Durotan never fights Gul'dan. He is instead simply ambushed in the, some canyon. Uh, he's a, he's a pretty, yeah, he's a pretty terrible death in the, in the actual story. So this is a much better death for him. And much more action. And it was, it was just better. So I agree with that. Good. Uh, Lothar and Khadgar do kill Medivh in the actual lore, but it's another one of those things where it was a much lamer death. They just impaled him with a sword in the actual yeah. lore instead of dropping a golem on him. <laughs> Which, I believe that golem is either supposed to be an infernal or the oh, curator totally. from Karazhan. Yeah. It's supposed to I, thought, I thought infernal right away. Mm, me too. I thought, really, I thought the uh, curator, like, immediately. Because it was not fire, mostly. (laughs) Um, And then the whole King Lane-Garona thing. Garona does actually kill King Lane, 
but it's Gul'dan mind-controlling her in the actual lore. Uh-huh. Oh, that's of, right. The, the whole conversation they have. And and that happens a few times, right? Like, he, he mind-controls her. Is it a few times or just over a long period of time? I can't it's remember. over a long period of time. Uh, her whole backstory is very strange. It really needs to be retconned and simplified, kind of what they did with Chronicles. And hopefully they will include that whenever they get there in Chronicles, because she her lore needs work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that doesn't happen that way. Uh, Medivh never makes a portal to Stormwind. That was purely for the movie. And but, the, but the blue tier was pretty sweet, though. I gotta say. Yes. And the way the first war actually ends, which might be how the first movie starts, and a lot of people are hoping this, is that the orcs should have sacked Stormwind. Stormwind should be a crater in the ground. I agree. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's what it should be. That's the way the first war does end. So we'll have to see if they do that. I'm thinking they may or may not. They may not because it might put off viewers, but they also might start the second movie with that. So it's it's kind of hard to tell. Oh yeah, so like they would, they might start it as if it already happened. Yeah, or it might be the beginning sequences. So okay. is that like your prediction for the next movie or like what what do you think's going to happen in the next movie? Okay, so if this is what I'd like to see as the next movie, how much of this becomes true, I'm not sure. But what I'd like to see is this movie starts with Stormwind getting raised and everyone retreating to Lord Ron in the north and King Terranus. Right. The orcs are going along, they're sacking everything, destroying everything, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, as they do. Yeah, as they do. And then Gul'dan leaves. As he does in Warcraft 2. In Warcraft 2, he leaves along with, with his Stormweaver clan to go to the Tomb of Sargeras and open it. When he gets there, the demons rip him to shreds. Ooh. So Hot, could... tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so they could do something like that where he like leaves um, and gets killed. Or he fights Khadgar and gets killed some way he'll, I think he'll get killed at which point uh, Doomhammer will rise up as war, uh, war chief like he's supposed to Yes. and he'll try to save the remainder of the orcs uh, which face the point they'll all go into hiding or hermitage or they'll all die as they get pushed back by the alliance and it'll end with him uh, in going into hiding at which point Warcraft 3 would start Warcraft 3 movie or the third movie would start with him meeting up with uh, now adult Thrall. Alright. I'd watch oh, that. Man, I totally watch those, yeah. <laughs> Little baby Thrall growing up. Ugh. It'll be interesting if they include him uh, at all in the next movie. I would assume they would. They would just kinda show him and his life over time. Ooh, like a like a like a Rocky montage. Like a montage. Yeah, I think it'd be something like that. Or it well, might even, they definitely uh, have to show him though, because he's supposed to, you know, we we know his trajectory, so they have to get there. Yeah. Or what they could do is that could be the way they end the movie, and uh, it all culminates in a in a big battle, another big battle between the humans and the orcs. Codgar and Gul'dan duke it out. Codgar wins. Doomhammer takes over, leads the charge. Orcs eventually lose. 
uh, Doomhammer goes into hiding. Uh, parallel to all this, Thrall break, or after this, when now all the orcs are in German camps, Thrall breaks out, leaves, and finds Doomhammer, and that could be how it ends. Kind of like uh, the way Star Wars Episode Seven ended with uh, Rey finding Luke. Oh, yeah. They could kind they of could... do something like that with Thrall and uh, Doomhammer. They could do that exactly the same way. Yeah, Doomhammer handed over. It's like, take this. And he's on, like, an island. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he's got like, a sexy beard. It's, it's dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. <laughs> and then Chewie's there for some reason. I don't think that would work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to introduce shamanism, though. That was They barely touched on that. Yeah, that was not so. in the movie at all. Um, which was unfortunate because I want to see how what their interpretation of it would have been. Totally. Well, there there weren't very many classes really touched upon at all. There were warlocks, obviously, in Gul'dan, and mages, and tons of mage action, and clearly some warrior action. Um, one bone I have to pick is that um, Lothar's uh, final fight. Um, you can't one shot a boss. <laughs> well, this was weenie Black Hand. The original Black Hand was a gigantic weenie. The Black Hand in Wad is not like original Black Hand, and he's very much not a weenie. Yeah, but this is like fell Black Hand, though, in the movie. Yeah, but but the original Black Hand is like, he's a loser. The OGBH? <laughs> yeah, he was he was a loser, and he was weak, and nobody liked him, and yeah, he was just sucked. And Lothar might as well have been a raid boss himself, and he crit. <laughs> 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 well, Mimfie, thank you so much for going through this with us. Um, we'd love to have you back for more lore discussions. Like, the way you just yes. condense it for us is, makes it really easy to follow. So. Yeah, I, I think, and I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, but Mimfie and I kind of already planned the next one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, so you guys have something going on behind my back? Is that it? There's that. Yeah, Mimfie and I have a thing. Oh. Can I watch? You can take part. Awesome. No comment. <laughs> I just wanted to leave some empty air time in there, just to, just to leave it a nice and awkward for you. The thing we were talking about is um, bringing him back to talk about Legion lore. Oh, yes! He's, that's perfect! He's read, he's read the Illidan book. Oh, good. Hopefully one or both of us will have read it by the time we do this segment. Yeah. And, and we're just, so all we have to talk about is timing. We'll come back to that. Excellent. Well, thank you, Manfie. This is really sweet, and it's about time that we talked about this movie, so. Yeah. Dude, I'm just excited for Demon Hunters. Yeah, me too. Okay. They're just, super hardcore. One last thing about the movie. What was your favorite moment, Albert? Yes. Oh, this this is an easy answer. When the footman was just standing there, minding his own business, and then a giant hammer comes across the screen and crushes his skull. In. <laughs> Obviously, the best part. part. <laughs> Followed up by the Wilhelm scream. Oh, it was great. <laughs> um, second favorite part was probably the Murloc. Yes. Yes. Everybody clapped at that part when we were in the theater for it. He's so angry, standing there in his little rock in the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Yes, thank you so much. And we'll no see problem. you next time on Menfi's Lore Corner. <laughs> I just named it now. Cheers, love. It's Overwatch news. All right. So this is exciting. This is so exciting. You don't even know, but I do. What? 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 Okay, you know how I love playing D.Va? Yeah. And I always have. Yeah. And then like, we've kind of fell out, but then we I've fallen back in. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Like totally. And you've been love kicking and, ass. Oh yeah. So there's a PTR balance patch in the PTR. Okay. And uh, 
just okay so in general she love she did but let me just get to it okay, okay so in general self-healing abilities now charge ultimate abilities Ooh, nice oh yeah wow. as a result some heroes ultimate costs have been adjusted so bastion um configuration tank that's his ult turns into a little tank his ultimate cost increases into a bitch well yeah he turns into a bigger bitch but his ultimate cost is increased by 10 percent okay so that's good that's good that's excellent okay but fucking hold on to your mechs here because okay take a take a deep drink out of that mountain dew and like throw your hand in that bag of delicious doritos okay uh, okay <laughs> um diva okay her defense matrix yeah the cooldown is decreased from 10 seconds to 1 second. What? 1 second? A new resource meter has been added. The meter will deplete while defense matrix is, matrix is active, and then recharge when it's not in use. Whoa. Hell yeah! Defense matrix also takes uh, 10 seconds to reach full charge from empty, and at full charge, defense matrix will last for 4 seconds. Okay. Okay. The, the, so, it, you know, it's not so crazy. But um, Defense Matrix will now remain active as long as its assigned hotkey is held. Oh, wow. You just hold that shit down. Okay. Defense Matrix has been reclassified as an alternate fire and is now bound to RMB by default. So you right-click. Yeah, basically. and uh, option to toggle Defense Matrix has been added under options. And, okay, listen to this. Self-destruct ultimate cost decreased... 15 percent good 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 yes good. that wasn't that was needed it didn't come up yeah. nearly enough that's not that's not all um the explosion delay is reduced from four seconds to three seconds oh no so, oh my god nerf this right now fuck nerf this right now i usually just barely get out of it in time yeah well because i'm bad but listen, <laughs> listen to this explosion no longer damages diva what really really whoa yeah so you can just throw it in there that's a big change and Celebrate! I don't know. And stand on the point. Yeah. So Blizzard is hoping these changes will up Diva's damage absorption and make her a more viable tank. Um, wow. Yeah. So I'm really fucking stoked about that. Yeah. Really fucking stoked because I love playing tank, and I never feel like Diva's enough. You yeah. Know? Yep. So this this can That's help. That's great. But either way, it Those sounds are really like, interesting changes. I know, but it just sounds like they're making Diva even more fun. So yeah. I'm really stoked about that. Um. Uh, in other news, McCree is getting his range increased a little, what? such that he can now operate a bit more like Soldier 76. Okay. Why so, is that necessary? I have no idea. And lastly, Zenyatta <laughs> is receiving a okay. big shield buff, projectile speed improvements, and an ult boost. But we don't have any information on that yet. Wow, nice. So, um, one other interesting piece of news about the uh, patch in the PTR. Um, competitive mode no longer allows for rampant hero stacking. Bliss says, in quick okay. play, where things are intended to be more relaxed, this is fine. But in competitive play, we feel that hero stacking is becoming detrimental and leading to some not-so-great player experiences. For example, we've seen organized teams on assault and hybrid maps using hero stacking to overtake the first point before the defense has a chance to counter. We've also seen players use specific stacked compositions just to frustrate their opponents yeah. or cause indefinite delays in overtime, among other strategies. While this kind of thing is certainly possible in any mode, the higher stakes of competitive play means that these kinds of tactics were popping up more often than anyone would like. Yeah, sure. So, no cheesing. In competitive mode, yeah. Yeah, no cheesing. Yeah, well no put. more cheesing. And that's totally fine with me, you know? It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, totally, because competitive is meant to be an actual competition, not just, a, you know, kind of a bullshit. So yeah, I wonder, and it's... They don't say what, though, right? Like, it's, not, it's probably um, going to be, like, maximum two or something like that? Probably. the same type? Or maybe just, like, one of each. You know, and that's that's totally fine. 
That makes perfect sense, though. Yeah. And... I think it's probably going to be a maxim, too. Okay. Well, we'll see who's right, won't yeah. we? That's my prediction. All right. Because, I mean, you and I have gone Monkey Brothers before. Yeah. And we but... had to counter a bunch of yeah. little assholes in the back Twinstons. line. Twinstons. Twinstons! I Twinstons! love it! Twinstons! Did you just come up with it? No. Oh, I heard okay. Stan say it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about Heroes of the Storm, because we know you can't stop talking about it either. Gul'dan is live! The darkness incarnate! Gul'dan! The rat bastard we were just talking about, in the, or that we were going to be talking about in the movie section. Yeah! Uh, that everybody's now familiar with, if you weren't familiar before. Uh, because of the Warcraft movie, he is now in Heroes of the Storm. And he has a very unique trait. What's that? He does not regen mana. Oh. So instead, fun. much like other warlocks that you'd be familiar with from War World of Warcraft, he has to life tap. Oh, cool. So he's got a, um, a drain life, which refills his health, and then he life taps to refill his mana. So it's this, this constant balance back and forth between one meter or the other. Sweet chilly heat. Yeah, and then otherwise he's got like a fell flame, which uh, shoots a straight line of, of fell flame in front of him and damages everything in its path. Cool. Uh, and a corruption, which uh, is kind of like three bursts of energy in a line. <laughs> yeah, so the real deal is when you get to his heroics, which Ooh. is uh, Reign of Destruction, which is basically... Um, uh, a flaming meatballs, um, rain, rain of, of destruction. Yeah, exactly. It's an AOE damage. Okay. Kind of like Starfire from um, Toronto. So, uh, but the real deal, I think, the game changer is his horrify, which is an AOE fear. I'm scared. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Isn't it funny how fears in game is not they're not scary. They're annoying as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. and you're like God. Damn it! <laughs> yep. The fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yes, fears are a bitch. Um, okay, and in other news, um, there are 30 free-to-play heroes for the rest of the summer. Oh, what? Yeah, through August 23rd. Damn! They figured um, it's it's specifically for uh, single-player training and AI modes, um, not for every every mode, uh, but they figured that they want to let everybody try That's every, so everybody. That's so cool! Uh, especially when uh, students are out of class. Oh my god, Blizz, you are, I just... Every day, every day, yeah. giving me heart palpitations. In every way, yeah. My God. Uh, there's also a, a, a big Heroes of the Storm patch. Uh, we're only going to go through a few notes of it because who wants to sit here and listen to 10 million years of patch notes? Nobody. Not so, me. Um, playing as auto-select in quick match will now award 100% bonus XP. 100% when... boner? 100% boner XP when match, the matchmaking system detects lengthy queue times for one or more heroes. Okay. That's so a lengthy queue boner. There's probably going to be some sort of indicator on the screen. Much like in Warcraft, like how dungeons will sometimes give you a bonus for tank uh, or healer, yes. that sort of thing. Same sort of thing here. Much how like the, uh, the erection is how you know you have a boner. Yes. Exactly. Was that redundant? Mm, no. No. Okay. Perfectly clear. Perfectly clear. Got it. There are two new portraits. The Terran Frontline portrait awarded for reaching level 10 with Nova, Lieutenant Morales, and Sergeant Hammer. Cool. And the Legacy of the Void portrait for, you guessed it, owning Legacy of the Void. I didn't guess that. Okay. Well, everybody else did. Oh. Uh, performance Fun. improvements. Everything from supporting DirectX 11 to animation and sound tweaks to improve overall processing and performance. For someone with a, let's call it, subpar machine... I appreciate that very much. Uh, the UI... Um, was that an insult to me? No, no. I was saying... Were you insulting me? No, I was saying I, my computer's bad. I know. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, okay. Calm down. You got Jesus. me. Yeah. You got me. I know. You got all angry face. I was like, how did you misunderstand that? It's like, if anybody insulted my computer, don't tell her, please. Veronica will be very upset. 
Uh, performance improvement. Okay, sorry, we talked about performance improvements. Uh, UI changes. The, there's now going to be a breaking news icon in the game. Um, breaking news! So you can um, find out when there's something new going on without having to go back to the launcher. Sweet. Uh, secondly, you can now also left-click through all of the UI elements when in cursor targeting mode. Hmm. So um, I'm guessing the one exception to that is probably the map, uh, if you have toggled on, that you want to use that to, to move. Toggle. I hope that's not a change because I use that. I, I, I click to move in the map a lot. So anyway. Uh, regen globes mean even more. They uh, they had a, Apparently they had a big forum discussion about um, health and regen globes and um, how they might do better with them in the game and they just basically made them all mean a lot more. They they do um, more health increase and they do a lot more mana increase. Sweet. Um, so it's very important to get them. And um, or I'm sorry, no, no, they they just do more of each. Right. And uh, the, the the extreme uh, the big bump in mana is actually from tapping the well. So disregard. Tap but, it. But <laughs> The point is that it's now more important for you to get your regen globes and for you to deny the other team from getting theirs in the way. So that's what, that's what summarizing that for me. And then related to that, because the minions are the ones who drop the regen globes in the lane, uh-huh. the minions now do fifty percent more damage to structures. Oh shit, that's, that's a, awesome. That's a big fucking deal. That's a huge deal. They hit, they hit structures a lot. That's harder. gonna make things a lot faster. Yes. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you, you can't fifty percent. You can't just go do other things and let minions push your lane because they Damn. will fuck it up. Damn. Watch out! Damn, Daniel. <laughs> and perhaps most importantly, Murky now has a new Hearthstone animation. <gasps> and I'm... I mean, and I mean, when he's in Heroes of the Storm, hearthing back to right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I'm excited about this. I just wanted to be clear because Hearthstone is now in like three gotcha. different games. Gotcha. Right. right, got it. Cool. So there's a ton more changes for individual heroes, uh, and they are and and. They are in a long list, which I have written here, and we'll read off one by one. No, here. no, no! Oh, you don't want to hear no! all that? No, please, God, no! Okay, so maybe you should check the link in our show notes. Yeah. And instead, go see for your damn self. Yeah, your damn self. I think it's time for some motherfucking shoutouts. Shoutouts, yay, yay! So this week, I asked you guys, which mountain wow do you still desperately need? Desperately. <laughs> And we got some answers. My uh, answer is the Water Strider. Oops, I just got it. Oh! Uh, Finally. Thanks to you, actually. Yeah, I did good. Thanks for pushing me for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, uh, Devilish is at Mominatrix75 says... Both, both great names. Yeah, seriously. Currently trying for the Ribbon Mount, Ashes of Alar, Invincible, the Drakes, and Deep Home and Black War Mammoth from BOA. Nice. Wow, that's a good nice. list. That's a good list. Yeah. Uh, Ty at Mars Wolf says... If my sub was still active, there are three to four mounts I still want. Thank you for including which ones they are that you want. You should make <laughs> your sub active again. You should, and you should also write back in and tell us which ones you actually want. Uh, Spanky Hunter at Spanky Hunter says, Mimron's head, the rest are just fluff. Ah, uh, you know I hear that a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's a good one, but I don't... People always want Mimron's head. I don't feel the same way about it quite... Like, I want it. Don't get yeah. me wrong, because it's awesome. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's, like, the only... How's Mimron's head? <laughs> he gives good head. That's okay. Uh, Juden, at Hey Juden. Hey Juden! She says, the vicious war codo. Oh, that thing is so fucking cool. Good Kodo. fucking choice. Damn. Spaz Wesson at Spaz Wesson says, uh, Void Talon, Pure Blood, Firehawk, and the Drake of the North Wind. That's but awesome. Yeah, that's, a good win t- that's a good list as well. Yeah, those are really good ones. Uh, war Chief Vulgen, at Chief Vulgen. Our what up, Chief? Chief? He says... The Zulian Tiger, but that will never happen. Hashtag sad troll. Aww. 
That's not fair. Our leader should have it. Seriously. Uh, and finally, Big G at Gravenoff. Hey, hey buddy, what's up? what's up? He says, all of them. I need... All of them. I need them. All must own them. All. No. Not. Now. Pikachu Daddy needs to farm some mounts. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank, thanks, Big G. Um, and, and just for the record, um, we are indeed playing Pokemon Go like crazy. Yes. And uh, Lagging Balls is officially Team Mystic, so suck it, everybody. Who's <laughs> not on Team Blue. Um, and finally, um, just briefly, um, not officially yet, because um, we want to do this properly, but we just wanted to thank our patrons again. Since the last episode, we've had uh, two more um, support us. Uh, Spanky, Hunter, Juden, Tremont Rhino, Brandon, and Thomas. Um, I don't know if you wanted your full names right or not. Yeah, fair um, enough. But uh, we're, we're going to do this right. We're going to do you proud. We're going we're gonna to figure out a way to, to, uh, to, to celebrate you guys for being so generous yeah. and so thoughtful. Um, and so supportive of us, uh, but in the meantime, just know that, um, we're thinking about you guys, really appreciate it, it makes our day, and, um... And we, it's way above and beyond. Yeah. Guys, like, this way is not expected, it's totally yeah. fucking cool, so, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, and everybody else, never ever feel obligated to no. give us anything except, uh, your love and adoration. Yeah. Because lagging balls will always be free. Unless, you know, we... Go bankrupt and poor. Unless we sell street, out. Yeah. Know. I mean, if we sell out. We could sell out too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, if we had the chance to sell out, we would at least consider it. I mean, if it was for like a really cool company, like how Smodcast sold out to uh, Fleshlight. Was that really a sellout? Because that was so on brand for them that so I really just brand. enjoyed those commercials. Hey, honestly. Fleshlight. What how up? You doing? What's going on? What's going on? What's happening in your pocket? A lot. <laughs> anyway, thanks again, guys. Yeah. And that's our <laughs> show for this week. Yeah. That's yeah, it? That's it. We're done already? We're done. Wow, that seems like it's a little fast. Don't we have one more segment? Nope. Are you fucking with me? Bye, Felicia! Fuck. Hey, gang. We need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community-focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff. Delicious content, like questions, topics to cover, content segments guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shout-outs and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Everybody, calm down. Stay calm. Okay? Okay? Calm down. Now look, I got you a doctor's note. So, on the 10th of June... You have a sickness. Don't read the note. Okay, just go with it. No one can read his signature anyway. It's an authentic doctor's note. You're not going to work on that day. I don't care if there's an exercise, a project, a luncheon, a potluck. I don't care. You're not going. Now, get that suit I had you fitted in and start rehearsing those orcish lines. And if you see any alliance kids, they're probably going to be scrawny. Just push him over. If they're big and they attack you, tell the police they're in the game. They should be wearing blue. Okay? That's all you have to do. Oh, and avoid people wearing red bandanas. There you go. That's all you have to do. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. 
Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh, if you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! Balls.